Welcome to Beyond the Pew. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending mm -hmm. on what time of the day you're listening or watching on YouTube. Yep, not only the day, it could be at night. Yeah, so good evening, good afternoon, good, good evening. evening. Yes. Yeah. No, I just kind of restated it. Oh, oh, oh but, okay. um, So, um, 518... Sorry, no. <laughs> five one eight. That's my cell phone. What? Uh, if you have questions or comments, it's three three zero three three one six four five three five one eight. What in the world? We're taking steps Man, I was backwards. Ready. I was excited. I I. I, I I was excited. I was like, let me start with the phone number. Yeah. yeah no, I, I wish I, we had video right now because I want people to be able to see your your outfit today. Your it's fit. Nothing. I'm just wearing uh, a hoodie. Some, you got some Hey Dudes on. Yep, that's uh, it. Some some je new jeans. Nope. Um, a Fuse sweatshirt. Hoodie. Yeah, a hoodie. And that's you have it. no hat on today. No You're hat. going hatless today. Yeah, I'm going hatless. Which today. I don't, I mean, that's a rare. It's a rare that's thing. That's a rare get up right yeah, today, right? So, so, I, just, so I just wanted to be free today. Yep. And you also have an energy drink with you today. I do. Um, I was going to encourage you for because you've been kind of like sleepy the last couple nah, episodes. Nah, nah, nah. You're, you're, um, you're, you're talking about yourself. I'm not projecting. I am, I am being serious. So. Um, we've been in passages, controversial passages. Controversial. It's been good because I've I've had some feedback from people that oh, like have been you. encouraged. I haven't heard anything, so well, that's good for you. That's because you don't know the number, um, and so that's why. I but, do know the number three three zero three three one six four five three. Excellent, yeah. excellent. First so let's get right into it. Ready? All right. So we're talking about right. controversial passages. Or not even controversial passages, passages that people sometimes have questions about. Yeah, they're right? like, how do you go about it? Yeah, so like, what is the meaning? What is it mm. representing? Passages that when you read them, you're like, hmm. Things that make you go, hmm, mm. right, about that. Or, um, hmm? Yes, I don't know that I would do it that way. But can we pause <laughs> for just a minute and say, hey, welcome to America. Welcome to America. Because you are officially an American citizen, by the way. I am. And when did that take place? Uh, uh, well, depending on when you, March 3rd. March 3rd, so yeah. this past Friday. This past Friday. And so, if you are, depending when you're listening. Congratulations. Yeah. So, thank this you. last Friday. Congrats. Fellow um, American. This is the first podcast. As an American citizen. As an American citizen. Which is probably why I'm not wearing a hat. So, no hat today. Because I was probably waiting for you to And that's why you're wearing Hey Dudes. Now that you're an American citizen, you're wearing I Hey Dudes. Them. I'm expecting cowboy boots next week. Uh, no. Okay. Yeah. Too Romans far. chapter 13, though, is the passage today. <laughs> And this is a rather, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, it can be very controversial. It can be controversial, and in particular, coming out of COVID. Yes. And a lot of what was coming out of our government during COVID, this was a hot-button mm -hmm. passage for people. Like, it was best not to, like, we didn't do this as a church. We dealt with it, but I know that there are places where it was like, ah, oh, let's me yeah, not. Let's, let's, let's not talk about that. Yeah, let's not talk about right. it. Let's but not Romans chapter 13. Apostle Paul's writing, I'm going to read the text, Romans 13, 1 to 6. It says, Let every person be subject to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed, and those who resist will incur judgment. For rulers are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad. Would you have no fear of the one who is in authority? Then do what is good, and you will receive his approval, for he is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain. For he is the servant of God, an avenger who carries out God's wrath on the wrongdoer. Therefore, one must be in subjection, not only to avoid God's wrath, but also for the sake of conscience. For because of this... 
You also pay taxes for the authorities or ministers of God attending to this very thing. Pay to all what is owed to them, taxes to whom taxes are owed, revenue to whom revenue is owed, respect to whom respect is owed, honor to whom honor is owed. That was actually verses 1 through 7. So looking at this passage, really there are several parts of Romans 13, 1 to 7 that can be, uh, I don't know if the word's controversial, but maybe puzzling or produce yeah. questions, right? Like, is it saying what it's saying? Yes. It's like, yeah. is God really saying that? And so yeah. right off the top is the reality in verses 1 and 2 where he says, be subject to the governing authorities. There is no authority except from God, and those that exist in these positions of authority have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed, right? Yeah. So the first question is, is it really true that those that are in positions of authority, and specifically in the context we're talking about governing authority, that they are appointed or put in those positions at the appointment of God? Yeah. I mean, how do you respond to that? I will just refer back to that verse. <laughs> okay. What does it say? Elaborate. What do you, what do you, what do you mean? Well, I mean, it clearly says... Uh, Read, read, read it again, verse 1 and 2. What does it say? It says, Yes, there is no authority except from God. Authority. So you mean God means that? What? You mean that's what he actually means? Well, is, it in, is that his word? It is his word. Yeah. So, so why is that sometimes hard for us to, like, agree with? Because we have sometimes, we, you know, there's many reasons. Maybe we think that we know best. We we may disagree with whoever the person is in authority. We may not fend them. Like, how is this something that God can use for His glory? Sure. You know, in our limited, in our limited knowledge, in our lim limited ability to be able to understand the reality of eternity, right? Yes. Uh, we think that we know best. We think that uh, that we know what should be the right outcome of things, and so we have a hard time agreeing with that statement. Yeah, and so it's a hot bottom because yes. you're you're not telling me that every single person in authority that has ever lived is being instituted by there by God, God wouldn't do that because God is a God of justice and a God of love, and he is someone who cares. Why would he place somebody in a position like that? Yeah, and here's where this is particularly hard, and, and we can only we can contextualize it, right? We, we think about it in our context. Mm -hmm. So, for example, there would be a whole bunch of people who would not like that this passage exists when Donald Trump became president. Yeah. There are a whole host of people who would not like it that this passage exists when Joe Biden is president. Yeah. There's a whole host of people who would not like this when you think about the fact that Adolf Hitler was yeah. in a position of authority in Germany. There's a whole bunch. But when we put this in the context of the original recipients, the original reader, like this was in a time period. The most grotesque and... Uh, they would say the most like the like the most evil emperor to ever I mean this was exist. at the time of of severe persecution on the yes. believer on the part of government yeah right and so think of the the way that the original recipients of this Christians would have heard this and received this and and Paul's very clearly making a point that God's authority is not limited to spiritual matters yeah. god's authority is not limited to matters that are just within the church yeah god has sovereign authority over all things and that yeah. includes who it is is in positions of power the old testament talks about the king's heart is in the hand of the lord right yeah he turns it how he wills 
the Lord's the one who said, I am the one that establishes and removes kings. Yeah. And so there's this understanding right out the gate. And it's controversial only because our finite human thinking mm-hmm. doesn't like the thought yeah. that these authorities have been allowed to be in the positions they're in at the allowance of God. Yeah. Because yeah. here's the question. Could God have prevented any particular ruler or authority from being in the position that they're in? Yes. Clearly, yeah. right? So it really shouldn't be that controversial. But that goes on to the next part of it then but, when it but says— here's the thing. Yeah. For context, like, and I'm—, I'm you know, I need I, I need to remind myself. I don't know all the Indians, or maybe you know all the Indians, but Nero was the one that he went out and a whole city he had to burn. I don't remember exactly what was the reason. I want to say that it was because he wanted to build something like a like a gladiator or like a not a, like a like a yeah. I'm not b- familiar big with the stadium. specific yeah. Specific I don't remember. Cause. Yeah. Nonetheless, he burned an entire city. And he blamed it on the Christian. Like, he didn't have anyone else to blame it. People started catching wind that he was the one doing it. So he started blaming on the Christian. He said, no, the Christians were the one who did it, would ignited this thing among all the Romans in the nearby uh, cities or, or people groups to go after the Jewish or the, the, the Christians, which yeah. is why you had that severe perse- persecution. Well, so, it would be an understatement to say they were severely persecuted. Yeah. That's oh, an understatement. It doesn't do justice. Correct. And, and, so yet, these... and yet that is the context, again, to your point, that Paul is saying all authority, yes, including Nero, this depraved, this yep. uh, uh, unfair, this, this evil emperor, even him has been placed in that position. By God. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think, immediately about the words of Jesus with Pilate when he says, do you realize? Pilate said, don't you know I have the authority to crucify you or to release you? Yeah. And Jesus said, you would have no authority at all. Yeah. Unless it was given to you from above. And yet Jesus' humility and his willingness to just do nothing for the sake of the gospel. To endure, right? To endure. He endure punishment but he that endo- was the perspective yeah. christ had was like yeah. listen you're the ruler that you have this authority but give to you caesar would have, to caesar's yes too. you would have no authority but by god later on the passage when it talks about give taxes to whoever taxes to jesus modeled that yeah. right give the caesar what is caesar's give the god what is god's yeah. right so there's there's a lot of uh, of truth here but the controversial part that has more recently kind of reared its head both during and following covid as well as anytime there's a perspective on the part of the believer that government is corrupt yeah, and that the leadership of government is corrupt is when it comes to this idea of let every person be subject to the governing authorities. Mm-hmm. And Paul's argument is, again, this is at the sovereign hand of God that they're in positions of authority, yeah. but also there's a very specific reason that these authorities exist. And he says um, that the reason they exist is for your good. Yeah. He says that they, God has appointed them and they're to be a terror, not for good conduct, but for evil. So there's a system of order. There's a beautiful design. Yes. Yeah, design for governments like to protect, yes. to punish evil, yes. to, to keep order. Yes. And to, uh, you know, to be kind of in the sense, like if everything was the way that it was meant to be, to be the hands and feet of Jesus in a sense, not like the church, obviously, but in a way of preserving order, preserving and justice, justice right? preserving, yeah. you know, the preservation of life, you know? And so he says in the passage, this is why these exist. So the question that a lot of Christians wrestle with and that there's a lot of varying viewpoints about is to what level 
does the Christian have a responsibility to obey the governing authorities that are over yeah. them? What, to what extent is there a necessity of submission to the ruling authority that is over us as, you know, a yeah. new American citizen, right, yeah. to the governing authority? As, as people who are citizens of this country, to what extent does God expect there to be a submission to and an adherence to the governing authorities? Is that without limits? That's that's the question. Yeah. Is it without limits? Or what are the limits? At yes. what point can I say no to the government or to, yes. to the authority imposing yes. me? And there are a lot of viewpoints. Yeah. Um, a lot of viewpoints within those that would call themselves Christians, within evangelical Christianity, of what those are. And COVID was a prime example that there were individuals who were rebelling against anything the government was asking you to institute. Everything. Yeah. And anything. And then there were those that on the other extreme was like, hey— every single thing that they're telling you to do, you don't question and you just do it because you're supposed to obey the governing authority. Mm -hmm. So I think the part of it that is the most controversial or the question is to what level or to what limit should the Christian obey yeah. the governing authorities over them? What is your perspective on that? I think that, uh, I mean, I think that we can overcomplicate that. And I think that the way I will answer is, you know, as long as the law of the land the law of the, the government goes in accordance with the law of God, what we see in his Bible, what he's seen what he's seen in his word, then we are to keep it. But anytime that you see that that the, the, the law of man opposes or contradicts the law of God, then I will say that you have good examples in this Bible where it is opposed that ultimately we are obeying and we are responsible to God. But with that, like, I would add that caveat. Like, you don't see, like, personal preference in the mix. You don't see, like, personal convictions, you know, that they're not necessarily, like, hard scriptural things, but more like this is what I would prefer. I'm, I'm not referring to those things. I'm referring, like, what does the Bible clearly state? It's what the government imposing on us in complete disagreement with that. Yes, then, okay, then you have room to oppose it. No, then you have to be subject to it. Yes, and I would agree that when the governing governing authority over us would ask us to disobey God or the standard of God's word, we we obey God over men, right? And you had a passage that you were referencing earlier. Yeah, I mean, there's um, a good there's a good example in the book of Acts, Acts five, yeah, uh, where you have an exemption or, or an example of some or, of the disciples that didn't do that, and it says in and. Acts 5, verse 28, speaking about the apostles, uh, how they weren't out, sharing the gospel, they were preaching, again, in this culture that was so uh, oppressed and, and deprived and that there was so much evil happening. Yeah. And, and, you know, and this says, since, say, in verse 28, uh, we, the, the, let me take it a step back, 27, and when they had brought them, they set them before the council, and the high priest questioned them, saying, we strictly charge you not to teach in his name. Yet here you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching, and you intend to bring this man's blood upon us. So like what, he, what, they, what they're saying is like they grabbed the apostle that had been sharing the message of the gospel. They've been preaching Christ. They've been preaching Christ, yeah. and they were so bothered by that that they brought them back and said, hey, we told you that you're not supposed to do that. Yes. Now, before we continue to read, we know from the scripture, even at this point, that the challenge that God gave the apostle was, hey, you are to go out and to share the gospel. Go and tell, right? Go yeah. and tell and make disciples and baptize in the middle of the Father, yes. the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Like that was their command. So in the fact that they're telling them, we strictly urge you not to do that, that's a direct contradiction with what 
Jesus himself has said, right? So then here's the response that we see. But Peter and the apostles answered, we must obey God rather than men. Yeah. Now, we can grab that verse and be like, oh, that means every time that we must obey God and rather than men, that there's no allegiance of obedience to men. But that's not what he's saying here, because if he's saying that, it's contradicting with what you read in uh, Romans 13. Sure. But in, in that instance... Contradicting to the point that where God is not necessarily calling you to something opposite to what the authorities over you are telling you, you're to obey the authorities. Correct, you, correct. Right? Yeah. That there's not like, it, like if, if you read it, then the, it, you can read it as like there being an exemption where you never have to follow the authority of a sure, man. Sure, because I'm under the authority of God. I'm, I'm under the authority yeah. of God. Well, no, Romans 13 said that you are under the authority of God, obviously. In his, in his authority, he has placed human authority over yes. us, you know? Yes. Uh, and so he, they says, we must obey God rather than men. The God of our father raised Jesus, whom you killed by hanging him on the tree. God assaulted him at his right hand as a leader and a savior to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sin. And we are witnesses to these things. And so it is in the Holy Spirit whom God has given to us, to those who obey. So he's telling them, like, like listen, I'm not, we're not going to keep sharing. This is the message that we have been entrusted. This is what you did. And we're going to keep proclaiming. And then this is what it says in verse 33. When they heard this, the people in authority, they were enraged and wanted to kill them. Yeah. So, like, even, it, you know, it's not like they were being rebellious just to be rebellious. It's not. They were they were instructed by Jesus himself to do something. They were compelled something. by the Spirit of God, yeah. right, to obey. And then, but yeah. this is what I, I see, too, that we often forget. Like, when you think about, like, being disobedient to authority, we we, we, we become kind of like, we think of ourselves as martyrs. Mar- martyrs, martyrs, yeah. Yeah, or like uh, revolutionaries. Yeah. Uh, like, that we're going to lead our revolutions against the authority because what they're telling us to do opposes God. Uh, and, like, here you see Paul, uh, Peter, sorry, Peter and the other apostles rebelling against God. And look against at their, the government. All right, yeah. against the government. Yeah, good, good, clear, good catch. Against the government, and this is like their attitude after everything that they have said. And even though the government told them that, like, hey, we strictly urge you not to say anything. In verse forty-one, it says, "Then they left the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer and dishonor for the name." And every day in the temple and from the house of, of, of to house, they did not cease teaching and preaching that the Christ of Je- that Christ is Jesus. Uh, and let me take a step in verse forty. It says, "And when they had called in the, the apostles, they beat them and charged them not to speak in the name of Jesus and let them go." Yeah. So like the conclusion was like, "Hey, they 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 beat them up. Don't continue to teach." And even though they were beaten up, you can see, and they and they continue to teach the gospel. You can sense in them. That that like the recognition that they were rejoicing that we were granted the blessing to be suffer, uh, absolutely. And, you know, so it's like even in that moment they're still recognizing the authority that 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 is there by men. Yes. So yeah. that would be an example of a limitation to obeying government would be we ought to obey God rather than men. Yeah. Right. So as the Spirit of God leads us in obedience to the truth of the Word of God and the obedience to the commands of Christ, we obey God over men. So. It would be very clear for the believer if the governing authority over us is asking us to do something that would be disobedient to God, disobedient to the command of God, disobedient to the word of God, we do not obey the governing authority over us. We obey God first, right? And even in the Old Testament, you mentioned something in the New Testament. There's plenty of examples in the Old Testament 
uh, about this as well, starting back in Exodus with, with some of the midwives where they were supposed to put, you know, not care for the Hebrew children, um, and they disobeyed because they obeyed and feared God. You think about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the book of Daniel, when King Nebuchadnezzar had this decree that went out from the king. When they hear the sound of all these instruments, they need to bow down to the golden image. Mm -hmm. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you know, said to the king, O king, we don't even need to answer you in this matter. We will not bow down because we are called by God not to bow down to any image. So, again, that was a complete act of disobedience to the king. Yeah. But it was because they were being obedient to, to God, yeah. which was of greater value for them. And so they were going to be obedient to God over men. Yeah. Um, so there, there but are, yet you see them like, and you showed this earlier to me. Like, what was it they were known for? Those three guys. Yeah, they were known to be knowledgeable and, yeah. and to be informed of all of the things that so were going on. So it's not like they culturally. like separated themselves. No, I mean, so like, they were we fully have, integrated yeah. into the culture and society, but they they held on to their primary obedience to the Lord first. Yeah. Then it would be to the governing authority. So when we look at First Corinthians chapter thirteen. Some of this doesn't sit well with us because we might not agree with all that the governing authority over us does. And it's okay that we don't agree, yeah. but just because we disagree with something, it doesn't give us the freedom to disobey if the governing authority that we might disagree with is not in opposition to the things of God. So to put it practically, Pastor yeah. Bruce... You know, like coming out of COVID, like that was a big discussion. The mask, yes. yeah. You know, like like that is infringing our Christian liberty. Yes, to put a mask on us because that's the sign of the de of the devil. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know. So, so, so like something like that, yeah. for example, like like to re to <laughs> yeah. to to be to oppose that. Like, what what would be your response to that? Well, I felt like there were strong arguments on both sides of the aisle about the mask issue. Yeah. I thought there was very strong arguments of people making the statement that, hey, we need to obey the governing authorities over us, and the Bible doesn't forbid wearing a mask, so if the government's asking you to wear a mask, wear a mask. But I also felt like there was very strong arguments on the part of some believers that I heard that because God is a God that has designed us with intellect, emotion, and will, because God has asked us to care and love one another, because God has asked us to be able to um, and he's created us with expression that to remove an avenue for that to happen by constantly not being able to engage with people and seeing their faces and being able to encourage. I've heard both arguments, and, and this is where I fall in a lot of these gray areas. I, I, I do not believe a believer in Christ should violate their conscience before God. If the Spirit of God, if their conscience before God, if truly in authenticity— they feel, because of the teaching of the Word of God and the leading of the Spirit of God, that they would be in disobedience to God by obeying a government mandate. I would never tell a believer violate their conscience before God, ever. But, but how do you navigate that? Because just let me throw you this wretched. Yeah. Because you have, let's say, you have this individual that they will say, you know, I have this conviction, that this biblical conviction that I am not going to support an, an institution or, or a government because the things that they're promoting are so corrupt and so evil. So I'm going to refrain myself from paying taxes from the government. Yeah, I think Jesus instituted the fact that that's a foolish argument because he said, give the Caesar what is... It was directly in result to a tax. He but, said, but, pay the Caesar what is Caesar. But my conviction is, Pastor Bruce, like, yeah, like, but look at look at it now. Like, that's going to go to abortion. It's going to go yes. to the, all this Yeah, Well, agendas. the atrocities that it would be going to and it'd be, I mean, for all governments would, would, I think, put that to rest. But 
here's the other aspect of it, because I believe they shouldn't violate their conscience before God, then you also have to be willing to endure the suffering that will come. Yes. If you, out of your conscience before God, decide to not obey the governing authority over you, and the passage in 1 Corinthians says it, because judgment will come, yeah. and you'll be dealing with the consequences of Which that. Which is what you saw in Acts chapter, chapter 5. chapter 5. They that, dealt with the consequences. They counted themselves and they, worthy. And they were rejoicing. That's, Absolutely. You know, so, so if you are going to get to that it. point, yes. make you sure that you understand. Willing, you have to be willing yeah. to endure the consequence if out of conscience towards God, yeah. you are going to disobey the governing authority. Now, like, there's all kinds of laws that exist, and if you yeah. ever want something funny to do, like, look up ridiculous laws in the States. Like, I heard <laughs> one the other day on the radio when I was traveling into the, to the office— and it, it, they were talking about New Mexico. They said it's illegal in New Mexico to dance while wearing a sombrero. Like that's an actual <laughs> law on the books in New Mexico. As you're talking, I'm going to Google um, <laughs> and, and it's an actual law. Like so if I'm a Christian and I'm in New Mexico, and first of all, no one probably even knows that's a law on the books. But if I'm a Christian in New Mexico and I read there's a law that's on the books, do not dance while wearing a sombrero. And I'm like, that's a ridiculous law. I disagree with that. And I'm going to wear one anyhow. Well, you better be willing to suffer the consequences for it if you're disobeying. Now, I don't think anybody's getting arrested present day for that. But there's like all kinds of ridiculous laws that are on the books that for whatever reason they're there. And and we're called to be in submission, right, to the laws over us because of order. Yeah. So speed limits. This one. I just saw this one. You are not allowed to drive a black car on a Sunday in Denver, Colorado. Yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of these things that you could like look up in every state. Honey, like, there's get the other car, not today. It's yeah, Sunday. Yeah, yeah, no, no black cars on Sunday. So I mean, there's all kinds of laws that exist. Like Chick Fil A. And and I think this has to go back to the reality of what First Corinthians 13 says: the purpose or role of government authority is is it's for order. Mm. It's to punish the evildoer and to do well towards the one that is doing good and is obedient. It's to bring order, and God did this as a blessing for our benefit, mm-hmm. and so. You know, we have to understand this, but at the same time, we have to understand the Bible says all those who live godly in Christ will suffer persecution, and Christ was an example of this. There are times that we should be expecting that the government over us will ask us, demand of us, command us to do things that are contrary to the direct commands of Scripture, and that is when believers have to be prepared to say, hey, we need to obey God rather than men. Yeah. But what I would say in a general sense, not in every sense, but in a general sense, most of the things that believers get all up in arms about wanting to disobey the government over are not necessarily things that are biblical issues, but they're preferential There's issues. Preferential issue. And that's a very fine line to walk because yeah. you're, you're playing a little bit with fire. There's an expectation of, of, of obedience to the governing authority for order, uh, for punishing the evildoer and also because this is a sovereign position that god has placed someone because god's sovereign that god is responsible ultimately for who is a king and who is not and for who is an authority and who is not and so there's a trust of god in all this that the believer has to exercise and so i would challenge anybody listening be careful how you respond to the governing authority over you and if you are disobeying for reasons other than I'm obeying God, 
I'm following God's word. My conscience before God will not allow me to. If it's strictly out of preferential things, I think you're playing with fire a little bit because yeah. you're, 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 you're dabbling in disobedience depending on what the issues are, and we have to be careful that we're honoring God. Yeah, and, and I think, too, like there, there has to be this understanding and recognition among us that you know, when you look at the, 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 the Son of God, and you hinted to this, that how he has instituted authority or, or, or ordered through authority— this is not the result of the fall, because even from the beginning of the creation, when he created Adam and Eve, he placed them in a position of authority over the whole creation. Have dominion, right? Yeah, have or dominion. dominion. And so this idea of authority and, and things being on the subject on, uh, under, on the subject of something is even before sin was into the picture. And so when you think of a, like the government authority, like that is part of God's design. Now the the the, the sad thing is is that evil is present, sin is present, yes. and what what is meant to be good, what is meant to be for our benefit, can get distortion by evil. But here's the nice thing. Here's the cool thing. Again, going back to uh, Acts 5, like the fact that those guys had that attitude and that they were willing yeah. to be bold about the gospel, we're told there that Gamaliel, this guy came up and he said, hey, if those guys continue to preach that gospel, you know, like, and, and it is, and it is true. What if we're going to be essentially, we're going to be opposing God. Yeah. And, and and now we're, we're dealing ourselves with God opposed to, Hey, if it's not true, what they're sharing, then, you know, it's going to, it's going to die down. Yes. But the recognition that even as we're being subject to the authority as Christian, as we are bold in our sharing of our faith, like that is a testimony of who God is. Sure. It's a testimony to the non-believer that, that even though we may not prefer the way that we're doing it, we're willing to submit ourselves because we recognize that those in authority have been placed by God. Yeah. That's an and opportunity again, of testimony. Jesus' statement was perfect, right, to, to, to Pilate. You could have no authority at all. Talking about his life, like, quote-unquote, hanging in the balance according to Pilate, right? Yeah. I have the authority to crucify you or to release you. Well, this was ordained of God, right? Yeah. But Jesus' statement, I think, was the perfect statement and example and attitude that we as believers should have. In particular, when it comes to government, you would have no authority at all unless it was given to you by God. Yeah. And, and so there was complete confidence in that. There was complete peace that Christ had at that point. Um, and I think that that's something that, that God, uh, you know, gave him the strength, the spirit of God gave him the strength to, to, to have that mentality and attitude. Um, but I, I would say the one thing I would say correctly, you said in creation, man had was given dominion, right? And he was given authority and under the authority of God, but it would seem government became necessary specifically for punishing the evildoer yeah. as a result of sin. Yeah. And so unfortunately, because of our world and being in a sinful world, there is a necessity of punishment for evil as a deterrent. Yeah. And, and that goes to a whole other question that we could even talk about. Uh, maybe even next week we can tackle the last part of, of, of what we're talking about here is with capital punishment. Uh, when it comes to imprisonment, when it comes to the severity of yeah. of imprisonment for people and crime and punishment for crime, there are a lot of viewpoints mm -hmm. that are varying viewpoints from the believer in regards to punishment, capital punishment, um, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, and and what is where do we land on all that? Maybe yeah. we can do that next week. Yeah, but I I do feel if you like text. I yeah, if you text, <laughs> I do feel like this is an important thing. Yeah. Again, for the believer to understand, because things are going to get worse and worse, and men are going to be lovers of themselves. And that includes people in positions of authority, 
And so as believers in Christ, our obedience to God must be first. But part of being obedient to God is being in submission to the governing authority that is over us. Yeah. And there are a lot of intricacies to that and a lot of debate on that. Yeah. Right. And I think that as we wrapped up, like, I think that like what is beautiful about it is like, if you get to a point where you feel the necessity to oppose the government and because you feel like it's infringing with your with the, what the Bible teaches, yeah. that you do so not because of your personal interest or because of your personal convenience, but you do so because you do truly want to bring honor and glory to God. And well, you will see that you have you you can grab the Bible and see it in the in the New Testament. Uh, you can see it in the story that you share of uh, of those three individuals. And yeah. even in our corner world today, if you talk to Christians that are being persecuted and and china and any other nations that there is persecution happening is that when those individuals get to a point where it's like hey we must obey god other than men you see the beautiful picture of the gospel spreading rapidly because sure. of the testimony of the people yep. and so if you get to that point where you're like hey i'm gonna oppose men because i don't follow god that you do so not because of yourself self-centeredness but because you realize that this is something that you need to do for the glory of god as a yeah. platform to share his gospel to, for others. Yeah, and in, in in particular, it is because of the cause of the gospel. Yeah. Like when we see disobedience to governing authorities, it's in direct relationship to the Lord is God, to the gospel of Jesus Christ, to obedience to God. So um, that sometimes is not the case nope. present day. <laughs> uh, here's something interesting I'd ask people to do that are listening. You either agree with us or disagree with us. Mm -hmm. If you disagree with us, would love you to comment or yeah. email us or text into the number. Yeah. What where you you land on this? Like, yeah. where do you feel we're wrong? Where do yeah. you feel like we're in error? We love this. Uh, we, we're not. We're not here. Uh, we don't know everything. No. And here's the thing: if you disagree and you and you let us know that, I would be willing next time to even share that. Like, say, yeah. hey, we got some response, and someone said that they disagree with us. We won't share your name, but they disagree with us because their opinion is X Y Z. But here's what I'm asking. If you disagree, I'm asking you to show us where you disagree biblically with yeah. us. Not just, well, I think, not just, well, emotionally or experientially. I'm asking you, biblically speaking, yeah. where where would you disagree? Because I'd love to know that, and I would yeah. love to kind of have that discussion. Because we are um, still students of the absolutely. Word. So and, we don't sit here healthy. acting. It's healthy to yeah. have a varying opinion. So uh, let us know, and we'll share it next week um, yeah. for the podcast. And maybe next week we'll talk about the capital punishment. Capital punishment. But and you where do you text. land on that? But you have to text. Yes. Three, and three, one. Let us know where you stand on no, capital three, punishment. Three, three, zero, three, three, one, six, four, five, three. Absolutely. Yeah. Not 518. Not 518. That's Excellent. my personal number. Well, Pastor Eric Gill, looking sharp today. No hat. No hat. Finely no trimmed bills. beard. Right? No, not Hey, not dudes. Trimmed. Not trimmed beard. Um, right. Yeah, American citizen. American citizen. America. And uh, we'll talk again next week. Beyond the yeah. Pew. Yeah. Question that we ask every week. Every week. You know what is your life looking like beyond the pew? And we hope it's honoring to the Lord. See you next week. See you next week. Bye bye.